so we weren't recording and, and uh, we'll probably won't even have an intro because all we've talked about so far is <laughs> totally non-divisive topics, uh, Rise of Skywalker, Lost, yeah. WWE Network, <laughs> and Peacock. I figured you'd want to start with like... Vince uh, McMahon's coming back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I didn't see that news headline. Yeah, that was what I woke up to this morning somehow. I was open Reddit and big, big letter, like Reddit, Reddit decided that my number one news story was Vince McMahon's back. We got your number. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know if you wanted to start. I figured if you wanted to start, you'd say something like, you're a pretty good podcaster, aren't you? I was, I had to keep rewinding the movie because I was like, I got to nail a Jimmy Stewart for this. You're a real app pupil. And, uh, and it turned out I can't do a Jimmy Stewart. Do Stewart. <laughs> you, you're better than me. Uh, and I forgot any quote he says in this movie, so it would just be me going like, Raw. <laughs> oh, I usually go with Mar- Murray. <laughs> you want the moon, Murray? <laughs> the one that I just end up doing Dana Carvey's impression of him, because I just think of yeah. the scene where he's, it's the It's a Wonderful Life skit, where they just beat the shit out of Mr. Potter. <laughs> <laughs> take that, Mr. Potter. You piece of shit. <laughs> Kicking. Yeah. One of the yeah, I don't know. I just think of on West Wing when Josh Molina's character gets there and they all think he's called Bill Bailey, so they keep doing impressions at him and that's not his name. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um so needless to say, as you guys know, I don't know how to start the podcast yet, but it'll either be something like whatever whatever I include of what we've recorded so far. <laughs> Or something along the lines of Welcome to Late to the Movies. This is a podcast where my friends and I get to fill in our movie blind spots. Each week we'll pick a movie that either I or a guest hadn't seen before and really should have by now. This week, continuing our not even really countdown, but our sort of chronological, kind of not even that exhaustive look at the top 10 of the latest sight and sound poll. This time, number two, 1958's Vertigo. Uh, we've so far done Citizen Kane, Singing in the Rain, and now Vertigo. Your guest this week, left to right across your podcast out, we got Vaz. Hello. We got Bree. Hello. We got Sam. <laughs> All right, so this week we're doing uh, Vertigo. It was the first movie in, at that point, five decades to knock Citizen Kane off of its top spot on the sight and sound list actually i guess the first movie and only movie to knock it off since it wasn't okay whatever bicycle thieves is the first one the next five are citizen kane and then in 2012 vertigo takes the top spot this time around vertigo's in at number two so still very high and the highest ranking one that we've done so far this month um before we get too into Vertigo, though, as we sit here, it is still the first week of January, which means I'm still thinking a lot about the movies of last year. So instead of just something you've seen recently that you want to talk about, if there's anything like from last year that was something you want to make sure people know they should watch, you can do that, too, for instead of our usual just something good you've watched recently. Uh, I've watched all the Lord of the Rings movies, and I have a lot of opinions. <laughs> Oh, did you have been on the podcast last no, month? I, did, I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to talk actually for three hours about all of them, including the old Hobbit movie, which I also... Uh, we watched the first season of Ted Lasso, um, watch, yeah. which I've, I've heard from multiple spots is emotionally where you'd want to stop, uh, but maybe not plot-wise. I thought season two was pretty much on par. Okay. I was told it gets more emotional. I don't oh, know. I see. Yeah. 
<laughs> I suppose that's fair. Um, but yeah, first season was like a warm hug of a TV show, which is always nice. Yeah. So, Vaz, you have a letterbox that you obviously in our plug section at the end you can uh, link to, but not until then. Um, you have Babylon first. Yeah. How fucking good is Babylon? <laughs> can't believe how much I love Babylon. <laughs> I went into that movie. Babylon's made for, for dyed in the wool movie freaks like us. Yes. I also love Babylon. The f- I saw it twice already. And the first, <laughs> the first time I saw it, uh, it went six it- hours with Babylon. <laughs> <laughs> what a, what a quick six hours. It's a long yeah. movie. Like out of all, <laughs> like out of all the three hour movies I saw last year, that was like the one where I was like, wow, this is already done. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's a it, it's a really quick three hours and eight minutes or so. Um, I yeah, I totally agree. I I know I know a lot of people are like it's very divisive apparently, and people uh, just want Damien Chazelle to fail because that's what. Oh, it's the La La Land guy. Yes, Whiplash oh. Man. This is This is fun for me, someone who doesn't keep track of any movie news but knows enough of movies right. to be like, why are you guys so crazy with? The- oh, it's it's that guy. Yeah, it's <laughs> that guy who, like, by pretty much any metric, should be someone who he's like our age like, right or like a little older he's like a little 30s, older yeah. like he definitely did la la land when he was like 29 w- right or something the Oscar or what he's 30 yeah he was like 31 he was supposed to be like 28 oh, for whiplash so. now, i think if he wanted at 32 and that was a 2016 yeah. he is 37 so. yep he turns 38 okay. in two weeks so yeah no two weeks you're very close oh <laughs> okay and that was happy birthday he will, he will be that age when this so podcast the, so the ceremony that year was probably around his birthday yeah <laughs> um, uh should have been a little after it's usually in february right right yeah um anyway so by any metric that should be a guy that people are really invested in as a young American director that's already won Best Director. <laughs> um, but for whatever reason, I feel like it's internet people just wanting people to fail because... They're young and successful and they're not established. Yeah, and then there's like this weird thing that's also happening with the Fablemans where people are like, Hollywood keeps making the same movie about how good Hollywood is. The Fablemans mm-hmm. doesn't get to L.A. until the last three minutes. Yes. Um, and and it's also not about how the good Hollywood <laughs> yeah. is. No, it's about how movies ruin Steven Spielberg's <laughs> life. <laughs> and it's amazing. Um, and then... I think Chazelle said it's like a, a love letter to movies and a hate letter to Hollywood. Yeah. Which is seems if, apt because it's like Hollywood like <laughs> spits you up and shoot no chews you up and spits you out. Yes. Uh, and every main character either gets horribly chewed up or barely escapes with pre chewed up. Yes. yes. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really good. It has some just amazing sequences in it. Yep. Uh, some of, my favorite performance from Margot Robbie. Uh, yeah, also, the movie that awesome. made me... I love Margot Robbie, and I've loved her before, but this is the movie where I was like, oh, wow, she's one of my favorite actresses. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for Barbie, too. Oh, me, too. Yeah, same. That's going to be dope. Um, also, a big fan that Greta Gerwig is directing Barbie and yeah. writing with Noah Baumbach. Yeah. Yes. Um, fuck, what was I going to say? This, this. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I think the sequence where they're first trying out sound. Yes. Uh, the... Hello, college sequence yep. as good as anything in Whiplash. I honestly, yes, I agree. It's <laughs> it's basically like the Whiplash vibe in you know a I ten guess, minute scene. I guess I gotta watch Babylon. It's so good. <laughs> How it's is not really gonna get through good. that movie? This is, okay, this is an honest question, and I know asking you two it guys zips. it's a sacrilege. It really does zip. It has an amazing ending. Okay. It has. 
like the pacing in that. Like I, you never get bored. It just keeps okay. going. So let's say Toby McGuire shows up and brings them to hell or something. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's say I have chronic ADD. Just you uh, know, yeah, pretend. Yeah. Uh, could I watch this in installments or is it, do I need to watch it all at once? It kind of works in installments. In theaters. <laughs> oh, well, that helps. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like uh, when I, inevitably it comes out on yeah. Peacock. Uh, we coming on a Paramount. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We have Paramount, so. Um, yeah. I've had it since this. it was called CBS All Access. Yep, same. <laughs> I strongly encourage people to watch it in theaters because it should be seen in theaters. Ugh. I feel like most things and movies also currently bombing. Uh, so How I'd do like you feel about me money. watching it on a plane? <laughs> I would really not like that. There's <laughs> multiple I, I, scenes of people sitting in a theater and watching movies. Yeah. It sounds no like scenes I, of people on planes watching movies. Though. Yeah, yeah, that would, yeah they, but I feel weren't like exactly I, super popular back then. The planes. Yeah. No. And then the movie Wright selection Brothers, was bad. At that the was time. basically it. Yeah. Movies. Yeah. Imagine the Wright Brothers just somehow watching like a Charlie Chaplin movie while they're trying to fly. I installed the Nickelodeon on the <laughs> on the starboard wing, Orville. You think the Wright Brothers had transatlantic accents? Thanks, Wilbur. <laughs> Is that what their names? I believe Orville and Wilbur. Yeah. <laughs> nice. It blew out the mic, but I was excited. <laughs> you want to do a Howard Dean like a like a yeah. three two? Uh, get it fresh. Yeah. Man, I don't want to vote for Ben anymore. <laughs> well, that's hinge. disqualifying He's in this day and age. Um, yeah, Babylon good is what I say. Same. Right now, my top movie of 2023 is Megan. Uh, <laughs> It's also my lowest ranked movie of 2020. It is the only one that I've seen in 2023, uh, but I am legally changing my name to B3N uh, <laughs> to reflect my new favorite movie character. Uh, actually, yeah, jokes aside, Megan was actually pretty good. Not that scary, but fun. Funny. That's what I was expecting. And Allison Williams uh, with a bizarre career. But <laughs> yeah, I really, I really to. want to watch it. <laughs> with her father. I didn't expect it to be super scary. Like at first yeah. I was like, oh, uh, killer doll. Like that was something that I had like an intense fear of growing up. And I still do. <laughs> but there was just something about how campy the trailer looked, the GLaDOS effect on her voice. Like yes. e all of that made it not scary to me. And it just looked fun, especially the weird TikTok dances that she was doing. Yeah. So it just took out all the fear that I could have had for it. The only thing would be like if there's any like jarring chords that might be startling or whatever. But that. Those usually don't bother me that were, much. Um, there's like a couple jumps, but that's not really like its main source right, of exactly. attention. I think my biggest disappointment about Megan, I mean, Meg, I mean, M3N. M3N. Is that there's no like robot movie uh, that has a two in it before that came out because mm. there's Simone with the one in it instead of an I. Yeah. And oh, then true. we had Megan with the three. I just want. We just, I just want that. Yeah, like Zachary, but it starts with a two or yeah. something. Yeah. Like the C in Chappie isn't the bottom half of a two. Oh, maybe I should use Chappie. See, uh, make sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it was all a joke until you had to watch Chappie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Time to talk about Vertigo. So. Uh, our disclosure forms, as always, uh, we can just go around the room. Had you seen this film before? Uh, this is my third time watching it. Okay. My first two, my first viewing, I thought it was like fine. Second time, I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. And my third viewing now, I was, I really liked it. I <laughs> was not expecting to like it as much as I did. And then I, I just loved it. Useful. Yes. Uh, I have not seen it. Okay. Um, yeah. 
Well, I had not. not you, only, you've seen it by now, though, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> good. Yeah, sorry. Not only had I not seen it, other than the dolly zoom shot, I didn't know anything about it. So I didn't even know, like, the plot. I knew. That's a lie. I oh, knew so Jimmy you know, Stewart was in it. You know, like, I, but I knew they Scott. use cameras, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know it's a movie shot on film with a plot. <laughs> okay. in a there were characters. <laughs> um, it takes place on Earth. Earth. Yeah. <laughs> no, just in the Milky Way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, as I was watching this, turns out, nope, hadn't seen this movie before. Oh, really? So really? First time watch for me, too. Um, I really thought I had, but it turns out. <laughs> that was just rear window. <laughs> no, it turns out that I was conflicted. Inflating it with having seen pieces of it, lots mm. and lots of clips of uh, mm-hmm. Jimmy Stewart driving around <laughs> San Francisco, <laughs> and also the Mel Brooks Alfred Hitchcock parody movie High Anxiety. Oh, which I saw when I was a kid, yeah, and hadn't seen Vertigo till yesterday. <laughs> so, uh, and I am not a, a, a kid. I watched that, that '70s show episode where they kind of make fun of Vertigo, and I think that stuck with me a lot because I was expecting to see a lot of shots of like. Uh, of Jimmy Stewart hanging from something, but shot with like the dolly zoom down on yeah. him, which is not in the movie. No, so I was like, oh, all those memories were must have been that seven <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit of production. They pioneered the dolly zoom yep. thing, which and uh, hard to do. They had to do some of them horizontal with models and stuff. All fun. Only mentioned because in every time there's been a movie that we've had that has a dolly zoom, we call it out. So yep, Jaws and Poltergeist and. There's been at least a couple others we've mentioned, but mm. all good shit. So who wants to give us a one-minute plot summary? Vaz usually has a funny one, but as the only person who's actually seen it before, you're you're not necessarily required. But if- I can I can I can try. It probably won't be as funny as a Vaz summary. It's fine. Go you for it. You can try. All right. Um, so, uh, there's a guy who's got like four names, uh, mostly Scotty, uh, and he's, uh, he's just having a battle time. Then there's a girl who's midge that doesn't matter and you don't have to worry about her. Uh, and then he's talking about, uh, going to see his old friend and he goes to see his old friend. His old friend's like, oh, my wife's crazy. And he's like, yeah, the fifties. Right. <laughs> and, uh, then he goes and follows around and turns around. She might actually be like legitimately, uh, uh, crazy. So then, uh, she jumps in the San Francisco Bay and he has to jump in and get her out. And then he takes all the crows off, which is probably problematic and then um she's like hey thanks for uh saving me i guess uh what, what's what's going seconds. on and uh he's like oh i don't know uh, nothing and then she has she has some problems and then uh she falls out of a she falls out of a clock tower or a bell tower and uh, then she then she um gets to then then he meets a girl that looks just Speeding me up, just like uh, j- just like Jimmy Stewart speeds her up, and turning seconds. her into a different girl, and then they walk back to the same clock tower. It's a different girl, it's the same girl. Then, 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 vertigo. <laughs> it wasn't a clock tower. So no, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, a bell, bell tower. tower. You're disqualified. Do I'll do it again. No, you're no. Not doing it again. <laughs> really got in my head. <laughs> uh, you got it all in there. Yeah. So, um, vertigo. <laughs> That's the theme. The main yeah. theme. Hello, yeah. hello. Don't call me As we all know, Bernard Herrmann's score is uh, iconic. Everyone loves it. Great music Everyone's in this movie. Everyone's still talking about it. Yeah, yeah Herman. Like Hans Zimmer. Who's that guy? Yeah, this this ain't no Herman. It's a guy who's just ripping off Bernard Herrmann. <laughs> um, this is uh, yeah. He worked a lot with Hitchcock, and I feel like music is always important to Hitchcock movies. But this one is whoa, so good. Um, as someone who had seen it before, That's me. <laughs> I'm wondering if a lot of us had the same 
idea, which is I'm glad I watched this not earlier today because I feel like it's taking a little while for me to sort of wrap my arms around this movie. I don't know if that's maybe why you didn't like it at first. And I don't know how you guys are feeling now. Uh, probably the big, the first half of the movie is kind of slow. It is largely just Jimmy Stewart driving around San Francisco, <laughs> seeing the sights, going by the bay, you know, having a good time in San Fran. Um, and then it like builds up in the se- the second half. Uh, but like if you, like that's where like more the um, like the plot stuff happens, uh, or like the <laughs> overarching stuff. Yeah. And I think I just I don't know if I just missed that when I first saw it, or if it just I just didn't click for me then. Uh, but it, with multiple viewings, it definitely helped me out. Yeah, I feel like this would be one that um, would love to see in a theater because I feel like at home I have too many possible distractions. Uh, not not that I was like you know on my phone the whole time, but I definitely felt like a couple times like oh man he's back in his car. Yeah, I missed uh, I missed the Alfred Hitchcock. Uh cameo because i was like checking it's, a text or something it's right before he goes and sees his good buddy who tells yeah, him about his wife with like yep, a horn yep. i looked it up yeah, afterwards it was, uh, i was like i don't even know where in the movie this happened because i missed this establishing yeah. shot while definitely like looking at a text or something yeah yeah it's a trumpet case or something yeah. Um, yeah this uh I, I liked it a lot though <laughs> i i liked it um it's I haven't watched to be completely honest, I have not watched a lot of Hitchcock. I have not watched a lot of old movies either. So that kind of uh it's it was really important while I was watching it to try to take it through like a, I knew the Dolly Zoom thing ahead of time. So I was like, Oh yeah, they're using the Dolly Zoom a lot. That must have been really cool. The we don't need to like skip to this plot wise, but like that dream sequence that happens halfway through, I'm like, Oh, like seeing this yeah. in theaters in the fifties must have conked you in the friggin' head. Yeah, this like, is uh not that you've been on every episode. This is coming six years after singing in the rain and just thinking about the way that movie looks the way this movie yeah. looks and and it's uh it's it's important to keep that in mind like this movie came out before my mom was even born and i have decently like my parents also had me like older as kid you know like so like it's it's a important thing to like realize like this is a generation before even your parents like um <laughs> yeah. uh that are in this movie or that are like doing this movie and the pacing is a little off for me. Um, again, I do think maybe rewatching it will will help. But like, um, yeah, I was kind of surprised when I got done thinking like this is a good movie, especially for the time. And I, it's tough because like with with contemporary movies, it kind of you know takes some of the the wow factor away because you've seen it and people mm-hmm. have taken from it. Um, but I feel like there's Hitchcock movies that are better, so it's interesting to me to think that like people that know a lot more about movies than I do have sat back and landed on. Not only is this the best Hitchcock movie, but this might be the best movie of all time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I totally know what you mean. Bree. So I, I liked it. I liked, um, a lot of the symbolism in it. I, lo- I loved the use of color. Um, God. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. The use of color is amazing in it. Um, I liked the story. didn't really like the plot. Um, I think there was a lot of suspension of disbelief that had to happen. Um, and I know the movie's supposed to be like very dreamlike. Like it's, you're supposed to kind of follow along with, uh, with Scotty's like, um, delusion, I guess. Um, but, um, I like a lot of his other movies better. Um, so I like, I like rear window, a rear window more and I like psycho more. Um, 
but yeah, it was still it was still a good watch. Um, I had to go back and watch the, like the last half of it. This it wasn't this morning. It was like earlier, um, earlier today. But yeah, I don't like how the beginning is paced at all. Uh, I think it's there's not only do I think it's slow. There's just so many unnecessary scenes, and they're not even. They don't even add to like the cinematography. Like I think it's just a lot of him driving around in front of a green screen that like I just don't feel like it needs to be there. Like there's no there's no color symbolism in it. There's nothing like special to them. They're just added scenes. I don't know if they wanted to, uh, wanted it for length. Um but overall I think it's a good movie. I just don't think it's even his best movie. <laughs> Yeah, this was at first it was sort of um I don't want to say like baffling, but it was a little bit strange. And as we were going through the movie, I was like, okay. And then he ends up in the sanitarium and it seems like the movie's ending. And you're like, wow, that was <laughs> I paused at that moment to see how much time we had left. It was like 40 minutes. Right. And I'm yeah. like, well, okay. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. And um I th- I feel like I was definitely getting more into it in that last act, the last yeah. third of it, when I was like, oh, okay, this is what he wanted to talk about. Is this like, not just the visual stuff that's happening must have been like mind blowing, but how many other movies are like quite this sort of like depraved and mm. like pretty well, you know, fetishistic and like perverted. <laughs> um, it's probably not a thing that a lot of people were like doing at the time. Um, but yeah, so I just, I liked it a lot more then. And then like thinking about it more, going back and rewatching some parts and doing some reading on like you said. So it's, it's sort of like impossible to separate it. And, and from the reason that we're doing it for this month, right? Like, okay, so why is it this one? Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of Hitchcock. So when you think of Hitchcock, you don't think slow. No, certainly <laughs> you not. You, you don't think sort of like listless, yeah. which this movie can kind of be like, um, and yeah, just thinking about more, watching it some more again, I I definitely got more on board. Um, the thing that stood out for me, even on a first watch, not that that should be impressive because like, oh my God, the colors in this movie. Oh yeah. Just, yeah. Just insane. Anytime there's reds or greens, you're like, whoa, that's the most red a thing's ever been. <laughs> I thought um, there was a point where they're like in the restaurant and he sees uh, Madeline for the first time. The walls are like that like maroonish red. Yeah. I thought they had used the technique where you like paint over the actual film because it was so bright and like nothing else looked like it belonged in the same set. Uh, but no, that's just the technicolor. Yeah. <laughs> like that that wasn't paint on the film at all. And she gets like, actually it was in Panavision, wasn't it? Vista Vision. Vista Vision. There yeah. we go. She, uh, well, yeah, it's that scene where there, there's a lot of, there's just so much stuff and like yeah. going on. And it's the first time he sees her, but it's through a doorway. So he's not getting the whole picture. Mm-hmm. And then she walks away and there's mirrors. So you don't actually know which one's the real her. Right. Right? Like, okay, yeah, I, I get it now. Lots of symbolism in this. Um, but yeah, I was just trying to like, you know, kind of hold on at the time. Um, I even feel like the, like the red, they kind of like light up a little bit behind her when she's wearing the green and it's mm-hmm. like really popping. Um, but yeah, so, uh, Jimmy Stewart in this movie, this is the fourth Hitchcock, Jimmy Stewart collab, uh, rope, rear window, uh, this, um, man who knew too little. Yep. That's it. Uh, and I think this is the last man one. Who knew too much. Man who knew too much. The man too who little. knew too the little. Second one. 
The man <laughs> no, who knew I'm too pretty little. sure that was Jimmy Stewart and Alfred Hitchcock. No, Man Who Knew Too Little is a phenomenal Bill Murray '90s movie. <laughs> that I, this is unironic endorsement. Jim- Go watch the Man Who Knew Too Little, starring Jimmy Stewart. Phenom- yeah. No, phenomenal. No, I'm pretty sure that was his last film. Phenomenal, <laughs> directed by Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. Phenomenal, Bill Murray. Nine, people sleep on it. '90s Hitchcock, but <laughs> I think it really rips. Um, he got really into Gen X. Yeah, um, yeah. Sex Lies on the videotape. I thought that was really good from him. <laughs> Yeah, he's, they did the oceans movies and it was, yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's like a spiel. Uh, it's like a Shakespeare thing. There's no way Soderbergh actually made all those movies. Some of them were definitely Hitchcock. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. You can't put out three movies a year. Who could do that? Yeah. Um. Anyway, getting back to this movie. Uh. Yeah, I I, I came down on the on a sort of like um feeling of the first time I watched Mulholland Drive, which there's movies that you watch like that's amazing, and then you watch another movie you're like. Still love that other movie, mm-hmm. but it maybe would have been cool to watch this one first. <laughs> um, because all I mean, that being Mulholland Drive by Lynch, which spoiler alert, um, hopefully we will do those episodes back to back. But I'm hoping that'll be the next episode. Also sort of dreamlike. Also, people kind of just like wandering around them in L.A., not San Francisco and kind of just random like sort of plotlessness. Yeah, um, a lot of great colors too. Yeah. Very blue movie. Yes, <laughs> and Lynch saying that, it, that he has obviously said it's very much influenced by Vertigo. Um and like the dual identity things and yeah. And boxes. Oh mm. god, yeah. And those boxes. <laughs> boxes. Uh but this movie is spirals and mm-hmm. um yeah, trying to get more into like the symbolism, the spirals, the ups and downs of the Herman score. Yeah, no, I, so all that to say, I came down on, wow, what a movie. <laughs> um, one thing I noticed on this playthrough uh, with the, like, way the movie is, like, dissected into, like, the first half is just kind of very slow, and the second half, it's more, like, plot-driven. Um, I found how, like, similar they were uh, because they both, like, the first half starts with uh, the cop dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets vertigo uh, because the cop dies because of his vertigo, um, arguably. Uh, then he starts like I, I'm, I'm just, that wasn't his fault. No, no, no. Yeah. That cop walked over like, "Give me your hand," and then <laughs> and just took the fucking like, header off the yeah. edge. Like, <laughs> I also do like that they don't explain how Jimmy got off of there. It's just that yeah. in the next scene, yeah. he just Forget hurt it. his leg and he had to wear a girdle. Uh, I have a cane. I really wish that scream had become Wilhelm's, like the oh. Wilhelm scream. It was a very overly dramatic. <laughs> I want out of this horse. <laughs> he fell off. The scream at the end too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but then after that, he starts like following a girl and like chasing after her. And then it ends with another girl, like uh, someone else dying because of his, uh, quote, because of his vertigo, or at least he feels guilty for it. Then the second half begins with uh, someone dying because he felt guilty for his vertigo again. And then he's then chasing a girl again. Mm-hmm. And then it just ends with, uh, someone dying, but he gets over his vertigo. Yeah. So yeah. yes, so it's a happy end. It's a happy ending. <laughs> So spirals, repetition, coming yes, back yes, to the beginning. Yes, um, I I get into all that now, but watching it the first time, you're like, "Ooh, man, he's just he's back in that car." Yep, yep. That's, <laughs> that was my thought the first time I watched it. And like, you don't necessarily notice on the first time that like, "Oh, they're always driving downhill." What's that about? And hmm. Uh, Why there, some of these cars are like a cool green? There's also been a video, not that I watched recently. It was a while ago uh, about the blocking that Hitchcock does, and they use the scene where he talks to the uh, husband of uh, Mildred. Mm-hmm. 
um, where it just dissects that scene and like how where everyone is during that scene and how anytime that Jimmy Stewart is sitting down, he is standing up, showing that he has the power in it mm. uh, and showing that like he is convincing him to like, oh, yeah, you should do my thing. And you should also believe that I think my wife is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, I think it's I like the plot. Because you're kind of with Jimmy Stewart of like the information that she's maybe possessed by a ghost (laughs) is presented to you and the main character is immediately like, no, I don't think so. That sounds dumb. Yeah. And then the guy's like, yeah, I know it sounds dumb, but just hear me out. And she's doing all these weird things. All right, I'll follow her, I guess. And then that's the next hour of the movie. (laughs) And in all fairness, she is doing all those weird things. Yeah. Yeah. I liked I liked the the part where they're at the hotel and she clearly walks in the hotel and then someone who you assume isn't in on it is like she's never been here like what are you talking about she hasn't been here today and then like the car he's like the car's gone and she goes what car (laughs) (laughs) and then the scene ends because it's the fifties yeah Yeah, he's maybe not a good detective because I feel like there was a lot of signs that he was being messed with. But that's what happens when you're obsessed with a lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we pointed out. Um, Blondes shouldn't wear gray suits. What a peculiar <laughs> woman. He, I think he was just a little too old for this role. Because um, yeah. even. It's even the 50s. 50s. Yeah. Yeah. He was a little too old. One. Um, to be playing a retired cop just for like for this specific actually, role. Actually, he only retired because of the vertigo. Yeah, yeah. because he of the vertigo. He can be a cop again, actually. Again, yeah. He's 50. Yeah, he's 50. Yeah. So then, he's not necessarily retirement age, but, no. but for cops, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think, he, I think he was a little too old, uh, especially with the just the being double the age of the love interest that I hate. Um, yeah, that's not great. Nope. And it's still happening in Hollywood, and it's still <laughs> gross. Um, Not but, to this extent, or at least the fifty-year-old men don't look like. Oh yeah, <laughs> don't look like how old Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, yeah, they yeah they at least look a little younger, but it's still yeah. close to double the age. Like, says, I think, he's really giving Mister Rogers in this one. <laughs> she I literally, literally said, said that. that yeah. She's like, "Why is Mister Why is Mister <laughs> Rogers walking around?" Um, but yeah, I think. He's a really smart guy. He was a detective, but just the, the um, yeah, the delusion is just so strong that like he just loses all sense of um of reality. The delusion that he has, the obsessiveness, just makes him lose all sense of reality. To where yeah. you he would think things would be common sense and that he would see the patterns and that he would he would be able to point out these little things and he doesn't until the end with, with the necklace one of the probably the most obvious thing that he can think of um but that's what finally kind of like shatters it for him and it's like well at least now he's believing what he wants to believe because um even um what's her name midge Midge. Midge That's a whole like, other thing. That's her Midge friend. Midge is like, we can get into yeah, trying to, to bring him back. Like, she's like the really grounded character, but he's just stuck in like what he wants to be his reality until she just kind of disappears. Yeah. Yeah. Can, Although can, Midge, that, that was a creepy thing that Midge did when yeah. she yeah. Oh, yeah. That was still creepy. Yeah. But okay, yeah, well, let's get can, into that. So, can we get into Midge? I've been waiting to talk about <laughs> let's Midge. Talk about okay, Midge. Okay, let's, let's address the Midge in the room. So, <laughs> they were engaged for three weeks. Which is thrown out so and, weirdly. And she's the one who called it off. Yeah. Also, not that much more age appropriate because I think that actress is in her 30s. And yes. Yeah. Mm. But she's Kim the Novak's one who loves 25. 25. Yes. Yes. 
Well, she called it off. They don't say how. We yeah. literally had to like stop. I was like, did she? He just say Wait, that they were engaged. Were those two engaged, or yes, was she previously? Were. Were. Was that her apartment that he just hangs out at sometimes? I think like, so. I yeah. think it's also where she works. Because like, yeah. I thought I thought that she was engaged to someone else, nah, and now went, she's pining over him. I went back and checked. He literally says, "And we yeah. were engaged." Were we engaged for yeah. three words, man. Like, like he, like he so was. So why was she pining over him? I don't know. No, and why did he? And why did he say it? Why did he say it like she someone with dementia? It. Like he didn't remember. I guess. <laughs> like, we were engaged, right? It was, a, it was banter. Yeah, <laughs> it was banter. I guess. Oh, that makes that makes that so that, much weirder. And that's like her, um, brazier design slash like art studio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's like a fashion designer. I was kind of surprised, right? that but he has his own che- Chekhov's Chekhov's airplane brazier never came back. I was really waiting for that thing to come back. <laughs> they did. It's they did go into a lot bridge. of detail. Yeah, <laughs> they they gave it a lot of time. I'm like, ooh, where's this going to come back? It's never. It's never coming back. Just like Midge after the last like 45 minutes of the um, movie. <laughs> do you want to hear a little fun fact about the movie? I Funny do. You should mention yes. that Midge doesn't make her return. <laughs> I, I can I can assume uh, what she symbolizes. Uh, well, she was there, in the last scene of the movie. Yeah, there was a deleted scene. It's supposed to be the last scene in the movie. Uh, she's just driving off, and you hear on the radio, like, oh, we found the guy who, the husband of uh, Mar- Madri or whatever her name is. Yeah, uh, it was, uh, like, Madeline. A, it was Madeline. like a code thing because they had to have a the movie end on. So actual Judy falls off the bell tower. Now I'm going to get it wrong every time, too. <laughs> um, and the movie ends. Mm-hmm. No. But in this... That is sometimes like on the DVD I have is labeled as the foreign censorship ending, mm-hmm. but you can read some places that like no, it wasn't the foreign censorship ending. It was the U.S. government that asked them to film a different ending. Um, that yeah, it goes back to her apartment, and on the radio it's like, "Don't worry, we're gonna find him. <laughs> He'll be brought to justice." Yep. And and then Jimmy Stewart comes in and they share a drink in the movie ends. Huh. Yeah, yes, because you can't have bad bad guys ending. get yeah. away with yes. stuff in the fifties. Um, bad ending. Yeah. Glad, glad they didn't <laughs> have to keep that. And this is the oh, this is a spoil for every Hitchcock movie. This is the only one where the bad guy gets away with it. Oh, really? Oh sure, yeah. I don't think I realized. Do the that. birds get away with it? <laughs> yeah, they, no, they're still in charge. Yeah. <laughs> I actually didn't remember that one. So I guess the birds do. Yeah. I guess there's two. <laughs> this and the birds. I, I actually forgot to mention the birds. I also think I like birds better than Vertigo. <laughs> it's a weird take, but like, well, I think when one I first got birds. saw, <laughs> I think when I first saw, but um, I just the love birds. birds. <laughs> When I first saw the birds, I think it was in high school. Um, I was legitimately kind of freaked out by it for a few days, and I felt like that kind of had a hold on me. I mean, it so. could happen. Yeah, no one wants to see a bunch of birds. <laughs> and and like it's like thing. if they ever decide to like all <laughs> organize against us, we're screwed. There's that conspiracy theory that like birds aren't real or whatever, like mm. or like government drones. So, <laughs> um, I buy birds aren't real uh, merch on the internet. <laughs> so, so. Midge. So Midge, we assume Midge. we assume Midge, or at least I assume. I can't say we. I assume Midge symbolizes his connection to his past life. So when she walks out after the 
after or like stability even maybe so like when she walks out like reality yeah halfway through the movie when he's in the he's in the sanitarium or whatever uh it's kind of like symbolizing that jimmy stewart is going down a bad path because she is leaving i, I think that's about right so stability reality hitchcock yeah. said that this he's is tethered to uh yeah this is to show she's in there to show that men will always choose like the sexy, icy, unknowable, mm. like dangerous woman over just yep. like like a nice lady that they know and already likes them. Yeah, but and isn't but difficult. Paint, but does paint a creepy picture of herself. <laughs> that so that's the that's the twist on it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Is uh what was her end game with the portrait? Uh, that they would have a good laugh? <laughs> Like she, know. like just you know what? I'll put a lot of effort shit. into the, recreating this portrait with my face on it, but, and he'll just laugh and laugh. Dinner another night, and now it's Connery. Now I've got the Connery. Well, she's she's Stay here, bitch. Win him over and like have him stop chasing after the mystery woman is my guess because that's a real weird thing to do. But like I've heard of girls do weirder things like to keep yeah. a man's attention. So like uh, that's mean, not that weird compared to other things. It's like boardwalk parody painting level yeah. of herself, <laughs> and I don't know why she thought that was going to work, but. Yeah, I'm not a lot of smart characters happening. Actually, one thing that I thought was weirdly smart. Uh, near the end, I know jumping around. Uh, but near the end, when he's they're walking up the tower together, and Jimmy Stewart is like calling out, you know, sure got sweater too, you know, like and all that stuff. Uh, he says, Which is a compliment. I yeah. should say, <laughs> he should be thankful. She goes, <laughs> yes, I'm an excellent swimmer. <laughs> I, I swim really pupil. good. Thank you. Beautiful. I'm very good at swimming. <laughs> sorry. Uh, he says like. He 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 understands what is a very weird, uh, a very weird murder cover up. Like he somehow is like, and who was up there waiting for it? It was Klein, whatever his name is, like Elster. Elster, like I was like, wait a minute. And I'm sitting there going, how the hell do you know what actually happened there? Because it's a really weird thing for Elster Klein to have been the person behind all of yeah. this. And for right. you to, I think his you name's know, like Gavin Elster. Exactly. I don't know where yeah, Gavin Elster. From. That's right. I don't know where I'm getting Klein from either. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, Gavin, it's a weird. It's a weird jump for him to yeah. make just based off of the necklace. But, well, she he knows that there was a the body of yep, right of a person, and that there. he knows for sure it's her because the necklace is so yeah, and but, something about sentimentality. But then the hand wave. He's a detective. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I guess we can write that off. Like it's yeah. his literal job to figure this stuff out. So Hitchcock went back and forth on whether or not to in whether or not to include the letter writing scene when Jimmy Stewart does originally run into Judy. Yeah. Because that's hotel. the only because the whole movie it's first person well yeah. perspective from Jimmy yeah. Stewart. And yeah. this is the only time where it breaks that. Mm. And he <laughs> ultimately actually wanted to not include it but then the producers were like you gotta include it and so because the audience just too yeah. dumb so the so the other ending if if that isn't in that really changes the rest of the movie because you don't actually have positive uh, confirmation that that's what's happening mm -hmm. until he he's, he's torturing this woman this, until this he's yeah. yelling at her woman. in the bell tower yeah. and she's confessing yeah which is probably like a more traditional structure yeah. and even then, but instead you have the I, I think it adds an interesting dynamic instead to the final act of the movie yeah and uh i i, I just i do i do enjoy the uh the like cut after so after jimmy stewart leaves and like Devaz's point, the first time that we leave Jimmy Stewart's point of view, 
like he closes the door and we linger on Kim Novak and she turns to the screen and just makes the weirdest look of all time. Like she's just kind of like, I can't, this doesn't play for a podcast, but she's like, and I thought, I thought she's going to turn to a demon. What's going on here? But no, it's just going to yeah. con- confess to accessory to murder. <laughs> it's like, I thought I got this ancient man out of my life. <laughs> this ancient anxious. Yeah. <laughs> Um, considering this is only what, 10 years after it's a wonderful life. Um, it's just cool to see, like, I didn't know quite how, I guess for lack of a better term, fucked up Jimmy Stewart plays in this movie Yeah, where even in the, even before the turn, he's not got the best vibes. No, no. He's being a pretty bad detective. <laughs> yeah. And I know him and Elster weren't like close friends, but they seem to be like slightly more than acquaintances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's just like, he's just being rude and taking not just advantage of the position that his friend has like hired him to be in, but also of this woman who to his knowledge is having some kind of mental break. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it doesn't, he's not exactly covering himself in glory. And I know he's not supposed to be. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm just saying, like, for Jimmy Stewart, that's not the picture of Jimmy Stewart that you necessarily have for the her- in your head. Yeah. For the um, first half. Oh, sorry. Oh, go no, you can go. The first half of the movie, I was just like, oh, 50s probably. Maybe this plays better in the 50s for him being a hero. And the last half of the movie, I'm just like, oh, he's not a hero. Nope. Okay. No, <laughs> not at all. Uh, he kind of plays more darker characters. Even in uh, It's a Wonderful Life, he's, he's, he gets kind of dark occasionally. Obviously, he needs to commit suicide. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's fair. Uh, and a lot, like I, because I saw It's a Wonderful Life at the, um, the Fathom event the last month in December. Oh, for nice. It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, film. yeah. And uh, Ben Mankiewicz, uh, you know, the. the, the I, I went Man- to the Fathom event for Mr. Smith Goes to Washington in November. So oh, that's, okay. Yeah. Uh, but he was talking about like. Jimmy Stewart made this movie right after like World War II, uh, where he <laughs> was a bomber in there and he saw like serious action and like he kind of came back, changed a bit and like he had like a just darker tone to him. Um, and I think especially in, I think in this one, especially he, I really loved his performance uh, of just playing like someone who's just like lost it and has gone unhinged mm-hmm. and yes. can't get over this moment or his vertigo. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. I agree. I think he's amazing in this movie. I also do want to throw props to Kim Novak. Who I think she's really. I think she's really good, especially in the second half where she's playing someone who, uh, like, needs to have this secret, but is still in love with Jimmy Stewart, and also like it's trying to just hold it all back. And I think yeah. she just does a great job. Yeah, it's hard to do that desperation while also still trying to like compromise and stuff. But like, there's so many layers to that character and that performance at that time, like. I, I think there's uh, pretty common memes that go around about how dudes can't tell that a woman is the same person if she's wearing different makeup. <laughs> and um, I guess I have that problem, too, because the, the same trick works on me with Naomi Watts and Mulholland Drive, where she's like maybe three different characters. And yep. there's always like this dissonance of like. I think that might be her, but I'm not sure. No, she's a blonde woman. Yeah, she's, right. she's hard to tell. And with this one, I'm like, it's a different person. Her hair's brown. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, it has that same quality of like, like kind of just like scratching at your brain of like, I, this could be the same person. It could be a different person. They're styled so differently, but are similar enough. And yeah, you know, it's just... Not not only that, but the whole physicality of the way she's playing the two characters, 
one of which is, you know, it, she's always Judy, but when she's playing just Judy or Judy acting as um, possessed Madeline. <laughs> yeah. Madeline and Catalina she, or Carlotta? Carlotta. And Carlotta, Carlotta Valdez, yeah. Who we haven't mentioned yet. And yeah, props to, you know, pouring out. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> real quick, in, in or uh, side note. Uh, we were watching this and it cut dramatically cuts to the gravestone and says Carlotta Valdez. Uh, me uh. being a fan of Harvey Danger, <laughs> who was famously saying flagpole <laughs> sit up, um, which you might know is I'm not sick, but I'm not well. Uh, the, um, the first song on that album, I have that. I'm one of 10 people that have that album, I think. And I love that album for what it is, which is just a 90s pop uh, album. The first song is called Carlotta Valdez. And they basically just say the entire plot of Vertigo. And the chorus is just them saying Carlotta Valdez a lot. And at one point, they just scream Vertigo three times in a row. <laughs> and uh, because I am so not a lyrics person, to the point that I listen to like... Like, I listened to, like, Hook by uh, Blues Traveler and didn't realize it was just making fun of song structure. Oh, yeah. Um, it brings you back. Yeah, it brings <laughs> me back. Uh, I, I I didn't realize it was a plot of Vertigo. And I'm just, like, sitting there going, oh, that song's definitely about Vertigo. <laughs> Luckily, I don't know the lyrics. I looked it up afterwards. And, yep, pretty much soup to nuts. The entire plot is Vertigo. <laughs> <laughs> In, so in, in my research, I came across that song too, but I didn't listen to it. Now I feel like it's I, a good song. I it's probably to. the second best song in that album, honestly. Yeah, like, I mean, Flagpole Sitta, and then a, is it a distant second though? I mean, that's a yeah, good song. Yeah, Flagpole Sitta is probably one of my favorite songs of all time. I know that's a weird take, no, but I am I am a child of the '90s. So. And it's Clara Valdez, like right underneath <laughs> it, no, or Carlotta. like is it a mile? I at one point ten years ago did my top hundred favorite songs of all time, and I think it might have cracked low but it would definitely not be there anymore <laughs> we've had 10 good years of music and i've learned other things <laughs> like valerie by steve winwood has to be way higher now. didn't you say that if you had like a sitcom starring you that would be the the theme song valerie no the uh carlotta valdez no oh um, uh, flagpole yeah that one. Oh yeah <laughs> pro- like yeah i would love to do like a 90s sitcom where i want you to do a 90s sitcom but you use valerie for the, <laughs> the intro and your name is val <laughs> oh that's fair there's just not a lot of um justice that we can do to quite everybody who was involved in this film. If you're talking about like Saul Bass and colors and you know it's it's so colorful. How, and how, that, they, the, make, how they make the restaurant so red? I, I think know. that restaurant is that red. Really? Or was. Ernie's is a, was a real restaurant. But it's been like 60 years so Yeah. Um, can I ask why can, how Judy could afford a uh, like a what seemed like a five to seven hundred foot square apartment in san francisco while working as a uh working at like a corner store well it was a 50s a and b she was also getting paid on the side to be uh yeah that's true, yeah. That's true. i sure think they were also having an affair together and then yes. uh or at least this is only uh, summed up by she, Jimmy. she was his mistress and yeah. he goes you are a girl she goes yeah <laughs> uh, so she was probably getting some decent money from him I'm sure that could go on a uh, an, app- an apartment application. <laughs> I'm also I'm also got this weird swindle going Those on. Those have only so. started getting serious with like credit scores and stuff in like the 80s. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. But <laughs> hey, r- imagine imagine that girl trying to get an apartment in San Francisco right now. It's funny. Uh, <laughs> what did you guys call Jimmy in this? I always called him Johnny O. Johnny, Johnny O. <laughs> More uh, of a Scotty. You're, like, you I felt like Scotty. comfortable enough with Johnny O to call him Scotty. 
I like. When I uh, I only called him Mister Ferguson, but he told me, "Oh no, I don't. <laughs> I wouldn't like that at all." Uh, did he ever say why he was called Scotty? No, I no. That was silly. no. <laughs> he was just Scotty. Jimmy Stewart's family lineage is part Scottish, I believe. Okay, oh, okay. Just so why they just like, like Ronald Reagan's and Dutch. I imagine Ferguson <laughs> maybe comes that way yeah. too. Um, I just remember the SNL bit where Dana Carvey, I think, as uh, Jimmy Stewart just keeps calling Ronald Reagan Dutch over and over. <laughs> uh, uh, so the the opening titles to this movie are awesome. And yes. this happening in the 50s, most are just sort of the static, like, playbill style titles. And then this is not the f- necessarily the first to do this, but near the first to, like, make a reason for them to actually show them as part of the movie. Um, usually they were considered like a separate thing. Sometimes they were even projected onto the curtain and then they would end and then they'd open the curtain for the movie to happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, the titles in this, you wouldn't really separate mm. from the movie. Was there an intermission for this? There wasn't, right? There should, there, not in, like in this version, but I don't yeah. think there should have been. I, I mean, it was movies, two hours and eight minutes. I forgot when movies stopped yeah. doing intermissions. <clears throat> this wasn't that long. Uh, yeah, death that Proof? <laughs> yeah, good call. yeah, probably Death Proof. That's probably um, the last one. RRR has an intermission, but it's not in the Netflix uh, version of it. So whatever. Uh, and I guess when it showed is at AMC's in America, it doesn't have an intermission either. Supposedly. Um, I didn't see it in AMC. I can't tell you. <laughs> um, the sequence where he has his nightmare that, like we've said before, really must have. Uh, the probably you know, actually scared people back then. I would yeah, assume. It's pretty freaky. Yeah. yeah. Like when his head's floating. Yep. I love that. That's yeah, so good. Really Coming good. towards the camera or like yeah. they're just, they obviously are just like blowing a piece of his hair yeah. out of place and like, hey, he's going to look so freaked out, man. <laughs> they did a really good job it's of like, like making it feel like a real dream as much as you could in like the oh, 50s film. Yeah. I love the scene where um, Judy is like, God has blonde hair again and she's yeah. wearing uh, the gray. The ghost. And they're, they're <laughs> kissing each other. That's, that scene's insane. The, I love They're that doing scene. the twirl oh, and you see like, like the stuff in the background from like when they were kissing in the uh, the stables. Oh, yeah. is that what it? Okay, yeah. I was telling, it's like the carriage that they were okay. sitting in. Yeah, I literally stable. told her. I was like, I don't. I thought like my first thought was like maybe this is supposed to be like Carlotta. Like it's supposed to be cutting back to like an eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Like because I mean, it almost sounded like carnival music for a second, and I thought that might have been like a. But that makes way more sense. They were when they were kissing the state. I wish yeah. I would have. I wish in that view I would have seen because I was very confused in that scene. Yeah. What was going it's on. at the mission. If you look at it, you can make out it's like the carriage that they were sitting, sitting in. in. Yeah, in that, make, the, that like, all makes sense. In the stable. All right. Yeah. Well, now I'm gonna bump it up half the star. So. <laughs> there you go. Um, but we don't go to five and a half. This will oh, no. be interesting. Um, <laughs> He's going to be interesting. Dave Meltzer. <laughs> Six point uh, two five stars. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, anyway. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, so I that scene's amazing. Um, just all around. I love that. Like they have the dramatic reveal of her coming around the corner. Yep, and, and then she's bathed in green. Yeah, you know. yeah. Well, when she comes out of the bathroom, oh, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I love that they start with like, oh, you think it's that, that it's just going to be like, a, oh, wow, you look like her. And he's just like, they didn't put your hair up. I told them. To, I told you too. And <laughs> you're like, oh, man, this guy's got it. He is down bad. Wow, you really do know what you want or whatever. <laughs> oh, right. yeah, that scene was uncomfortable. Yes, it's so uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Um, yeah, this guy's this guy's not okay. He's I don't get why up. he, he I guess, you know, 50s domination his, over his women. Are weak. Yeah, but like the the comment of like, oh, why should you care? <laughs> like, it's how I look. 
don't know. Like, I kind of care about how I look. I'll cover all your mirrors then. <laughs> why would you? It's like, just make yourself blonde. Why would it? Why do you care? You won't care at all. <laughs> well, that, that's another thing. Like, I think it just plays really well with the whole Kim Novak is still in love with him and she wants to be with him. So that I understand. And so she, yeah. she's like, like if, if I don't want to keep <laughs> telling you that I am actually the, that girl that yeah. you fell in love with. I want you to forget about that. But he's just too obsessed so to that, like, let it go. That I get. I just don't understand why he keeps thinking that she doesn't care about how she looks like she like well, he, he just doesn't care i know i guess that's that's more the thing it just seemed like a weird way to be like i would i like this is very What's very 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 yeah. splitty uh i just assume that she he would just be like oh, come on do it for me you know it's the same like, thing where she's specifically like i don't like that suit and he's yeah. like well take her yeah. um yeah it's, it's just it's getting more like pain now yeah <laughs> Yeah, we'll get to Bane eventually. Well, we said he's Scottish, right? Yep. It's, yeah. So, yeah, we'll just be going full. Put on the grace now. <laughs> the, the ones that we keep accidentally doing are Connery and Bane. So so it's Scottish, our two most famous Scottish actors. <laughs> so I don't, I like the end of this movie, actually. I think it's a little abrupt. Dang, it's great. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't mean to insult this actress. That nun was very scary looking. <laughs> That was she like was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah she, they nailed, so nailed it. For a movie that wasn't like this isn't horror, it's yeah. you know, suspense suspense thriller. thriller. Yeah. Um and the only paranormal elements in it are lies and bullshit. Yep. And vertigo. Um, and vertigo, <laughs> which is fake and it's just a paranormal <laughs> yeah. thing. That's what paranormal activity six is about, right? Mm. Yeah, vertigo. Fake uh, vertigo. People going like, whoa. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm too high up. <laughs> Someone give me a stepladder. <laughs> it's just, just, I don't know. It's just webcam footage of people like looking over the edge of things and going, uh-oh. <laughs> no thanks. Um, <laughs> they wake up in the middle of the night. They're just like too high up. <laughs> what oh, the oh, no. <laughs> no. I don't know. Oh, for yeah. a movie that isn't really a horror, I feel like. The, the the shit with the nun coming out of the shadows was like legitimately frightening. Yeah, yeah. that was I, really scary. We were we were watching it pretty late at night, and uh, just when they I see was, movement, I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah, I mean, she she you can kind of see it's a nun, and then her whole silhouette turns black. And I thought for a second through like 50s movie magic, they were gonna try to like like kind of shape her into almost like a demon or you know some some kind of supernatural force. Now that would have been an ending. And, and <laughs> I agree. The literal and, devil is here. Yeah. And then she comes to and like again not to make not to be mean to this actress but she is a very startling looking person. <laughs> I'd have jumped too. Yeah. <laughs> uh when when after Kim Novak falls and Jimmy Stewart like walks out onto the ledge and looks down you're like, yeah. "Oh yeah, he needed another emotional shock. Now he's yep. clear his vertigo, he can uh, look down." Yep. Yep. Um, so happy. And you see, it's yep. like from where he was standing to the edge, five feet. Yep. And she was not a tall woman. No. She jumped. She, she jumped. <laughs> so it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be that she gets JK. so startled because she jumped. She is in. Her, he's, well, he's like holding her, yeah, and but stuff, then so she's she off like, balance, and, and then she yeah. like yeah, and she was. He was already freaking her out. Yeah. She so, yeah, yeah. She's on edge. Literally, she's she's near the opening too. And yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. She's she's startled. Um, I think it's also supposed to be um, probably wearing heels. 
she was definitely wearing heels. Those are some tall heels. Um, I was legitimately frightened when he like first like let her up um to the very top and she like topples over to like the wall. Like you see, she's wearing like three inch heels or something like that. She's like, she's going to fall off that ledge. Uh, and then she does. Um, <laughs> but she's startled. Um, but you don't see that it's a nun at first. She's just kind of in the shadows. Um, she probably thinks that's the ghost of uh the woman that she I was mean, complicit oh, wow. in killing. Yeah. I, I mean, at that point, she's racked with grit. Uh, grief for exactly. and guilt yeah. because she feels like responsible that. for that lady dying. She does too. remember how good of a swimmer she is, though. So yeah. there's at least she's at least confident about that. <laughs> I think the water, that. Man. <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, she in all of that like emotion and stuff, she probably thinks that's the ghost of uh of Madeline. So. Yeah, I like that read yeah. on it. I that's like what that I, that's how I saw it. I I also read some stuff last night that said that sh- uh. This is all like a giant allegory for Alfred Hitchcock's mistreatment of actors. Uh, and oh, which I don't know if he's that self-aware for, especially in 58. Well, but it, I don't know. I did also read somewhere else uh, about his uh, like obsession with blondes because he like mm-hmm. in any of his colored movies, you see yeah. uh, like all the main women are blonde. Yep. Uh, maybe in his black and white ones, too. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, Who did Zimbabwe? The birds. Yeah. The birds are blonde. Uh, but like and there's also like if you see pictures of Alfred Hitchcock's wife, uh, she looks almost just like Midge. Really? Huh. Yes. Uh, and Woof. like his obsession of like trying to find like this perfect blonde woman mm. is almost similar to what Hitchcock is doing. I mean, uh, what Jimmy's doing yeah. in this. Woof. And I think this is another thing of like why people love this movie so much is because they kind of they know a lot more about Hitchcock history and that kind of stuff. And so they like they have more like substance Context, for it to yeah. like yeah. look into the subtext of all this. Mm. Same being like. You gotta stick with that midge because if you if you start aiming higher, Woof. people are just gonna be falling from bell towers all around you. And she'll just paint you a weird painting, so she's fine. <laughs> yeah, every now and then you're gonna get a weird painting. <laughs> Hold on. Just gotta grin and bear it. Yep, just look at the just just be happy about her space uh, bra and everything's fine. Bridge bra, bridge bra, bridge bra. It's uh, a bridge bra. I think it was a guy who worked at the airport that designed yeah. it up after. A well, yeah, it was a guy who designs airplanes, designed the bra. Yeah, I guess that was to just introduce you to the idea that Bras there's a suspension a bridge in uh, San Francisco, which I think most people know. <laughs> uh, I would like to also um, happily point out this might be the first uh, the first San Francisco based movie that revels in being from San Francisco that doesn't have a weird scene where they drive down Lombard Street all just like the the weird like creaky street there yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> funnily enough um, Jimmy Stewart's apartment I think is on Lombard Street yeah probably it makes but sense it's just like a block from the crooked part goddamn yeah. like yep. 90 degree yeah. angle it is <laughs> Yes. I have gone to San Francisco. You have to wait in line to go down that street. Jesus. Yep. Yeah. When we went, we looked at it and went, yeah, it's the street. You can see it better here than if you were on it. Yep. Um, anyway, San Francisco, cool town. You Have you been there? I've been to San Fran. Yeah. I, but I really like San Fran. Yeah. It's an easy city to walk around. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's always a little chilly. Up that 90 degree hill. Is, <laughs> it's good for you because you've always got a scarf handy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, no. There's one McDonald's in it, and other than that, no chain restaurants in the entire city, which is kind of cool. Huh. I did not know that for food reasons. It's a big yeah, foodie place, right? Yeah, place, yes. uh, they got a cool jail. Even there, even there, like a quote unquote, like not 
like great places to 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 live in have like really really good restaurants yeah. both both from a like hole in the wall standpoint and like an actual like yeah. prestigious uh restaurant standpoint they built a whole crazy set out in the bay for the movie the rock <laughs> you mean alcatraz yes. <laughs> No. no, that's what they built. That that's they built that because the of them. It's like how it's like how the Rocky production left the statue of Rocky yeah, behind yeah. in Philadelphia. They just uh, they left they left the rock behind. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. For the city of San Francisco. No one, no one ever won. I've, everything you heard about Alcatraz is fake. Yeah. Well, fun fact about the Rock is one they built it. One they built that set for the Rock Alcatraz. Yeah. I, what about No. So that the Rock is based off of that movie. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And then they were like we can actually build like uh, an island yeah. over uh, here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Exactly. Cause the rock was based on a book that was written by Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yes. Obviously. <laughs> it was, it's but, a but, but years before any of these movies were made cause the rocks a vampire. Oh, I really muffed this one. Up. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Our, our um, standard recursive layers of references yeah. actually work for a movie that has so many spirals. In yeah. It. There you go. Way to bring it back. Yeah. Downward spirals all around. Even just through conversation. <laughs> the scene where she does change her hair finally mm-hmm. and everything's matching and she comes out and is just like wreathed in that sickly green light and then the camera spirals around. And I feel like that that's just an, an incredible like achievement that mm-hmm. it's ostensibly to him like a very romantic kiss. And you just have like such a knot in your stomach of just like, oh my god, this yeah, is this is gross. This is horrible. <laughs> what a terrible thing that is happening to these people. I wonder how that hit in the fifties. I I wonder mm, the, the movie, the movie itself <laughs> didn't, yeah. didn't hit in the fifties yeah, and was yeah. hard to find for quite a while. I did so. read that that he bought the rights to the movie and it didn't really become widely available until he died or something like that. Yeah, until like the eighties was the first time it got like re released or yeah. remastered. And- I mean, like almost same thing happened to It's a Wonderful Life. No yeah. one cared about it when yeah. it came out. And then just because like, oh, well, we just have it on syndication. So we'll just put it on television around Christmas time. It's kind of crazy to think about like, like something that's like Vertigo that since like all of our lifetimes has been around, whether we've seen it or not is, you know, different. But like. I've always known Vertigo is a is a well regarded movie. Like you know the the AFI in '97, I think put it like nine or something like that, which like was to be honest my first like foray into what a really good movie. It's like I watched that countdown and I was like, hey, Toy Story is like '99, you know, or whatever, or like whatever, you know, something stupid like that. But then That's like how they get you in, yeah. it's not with Toy Story now, exactly. Right? And then classically, just knew nothing from then on really because I hadn't seen movies. Like uh, I was seven. Um, and then it got to the Forest Company. We're like, I'm back in. I'm back in. Here I am. Uh, but yeah, like it's it's kind of crazy that a thing from like so like my dad was born in '53. This movie came out when he was five. I haven't talked to my dad about this like this movie or this podcast or anything, so I don't know. You never um, told him about this podcast? How did <laughs> oh yeah, he knows about the podcast. But um, the uh, like let's say I assume he didn't watch it when it came out because he would have been five. Wouldn't have really been a mm-hmm. movie for him. Big kid movie. So then he doesn't watch it till like the '80s. Probably yeah. in yeah. all in all honesty, he might not have seen seen it ever. But like to think about like a movie that came out when he was five, not being zeitgeist until he was in his thirties. Like literally, it wouldn't have like in our yeah. lifetimes, it wouldn't have been out yet. Like just anecdotally, it just kind of seems crazy to think. Like I know that still happens. I know we still like yeah. stumble Classics upon movies stuff happen all the time. Uh, but like to think about that not happening yet. Like in for sure, in, yeah. in in four years, we're gonna find out about like oh man, Wait, have what? you guys seen the faculty? <laughs> like. <laughs> 
Wow, what a great John Stewart's in it. <laughs> Let's do some ratings, ratings. on a scale of 0. 0.5 to 5 on any scale of your choosing to be l- uploaded at a date to be determined by me when I feel like um, mm-hmm. to our letterbox page that's late to the movies. Just look for it on letterbox. Uh, it follows both Brie and Vaz <laughs> and me. Um, it's a little self-dealing there, but whatever. <laughs> Uh, we'll upload it there. Just can't use a scale of stars. And uh, I don't know, Foz, you want to kick us off? Uh, we'll do five blondes out of five blondes. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I'll do four out of five Jack the Rippers. Oh, I yeah. I really like that line. Yeah, that's a good line. <laughs> uh, I feel like I got to I gotta do four. I'm going to say 4.5. Can I do 4.5 or is yeah, that illegal? You can. You can do halves. I'm going to do 4.5 uh, good swimmers out of five. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. Yeah. <laughs> it was such a good line. <laughs> uh, um, just, yeah, five five makeover montages. Five. <laughs> uh, we didn't even talk about, like, the speaking of being a good swimmer, the four-point sequence, which is awesome. Yeah. That's the biggest of bridges ever looked on camera. Oh, my yeah, God. That's a really good yeah. I also Jesus, starting out so far and then getting closer mm, to her yeah. and then... She just casually jumps in. Oh, I was man. I was telling Bree, and hopefully this just wasn't like my audio being off. Uh, but um, I really like that she jumps in the water, and the cord is on like Jimmy Stewart's reaction, which I feel like is much more realistic to how people take in information. Right. Like she jumps in, and then it hits you. Like oh shit! Yes. <laughs> like I gotta go jump yeah. in this water. Right yeah, now. for sure. It felt delayed to me because nowadays, you know, you'd yeah. hit the cord when she jumps, but because yeah. that's just more stirring. But. Yeah, the cord being on his realization because it's a, there's a pause when it comes back to him, and yeah. then the cord happens. Yeah, so the cord being on the realization is a really good touch. Yeah, and then um, have you guys ever seen in the are, San Francisco? Bay. Have you guys ever <laughs> jumped in the San Francisco Bay? Um, <laughs> you guys ever seen uh, Redwood Forest in person? I have. No, I wish I, I did. Am I the only one? I have two. Okay, good. <laughs> They're awesome. So we, yeah, we part. I don't remember walking around a ton. I remember probably being there for maybe an hour or two and like mm-hmm. a lot of like sitting and staring, not necessarily that. Uh, it's yeah, it's kind of incredible. It, it almost it's probably the closest thing you feel like being on like like a Star Wars set or something like that, because like it's okay, well, because it, yeah, 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 it's just spe- one specific <laughs> Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say which one. But <laughs> we all know. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like the trees don't seem like earthly. They're no. huge. They are beyond huge. And you can't say like it's dark, you know, like down like oh, it's, not, yeah. it's visible, obviously. But like it, like yeah. there is a lot of uh, there's a lot of sun blockage. It's just, it's incredible. I will give it that. Yeah, uh, no, it's kind of weird that they just walked around and kissed each other. But <laughs> she pointed terrible. out the thing and was like, "This yeah. is where I was. This is where I died. This is where Did I you died. guys do that when you were there? <laughs> this is where I died. <laughs> I had to point off <laughs> off the bark where I assumed I will die. But <laughs> okay, I wanted to do the ratings before we get to a game. Is this, is this a game where Vaz just annihilates us? Or is this no. A, okay, <laughs> I'm going to keep it purposely vague so anyone can play. As, as funny as the uh, Spiderhead reveal was in the last uh, game I played in your podcast. So fun. <laughs> this might be the first game we've done since then because I just haven't been putting together games. <laughs> but um, this one I figured a fun game because I came up with a fun title for it. So I'm going to describe in pretty vague detail the plot of a movie to you. And you guys will, I'll do like one, two, three, shoot. And you hold up a one if you think it's a San Francisco movie and a two if you think it's the other option. That way everyone votes at the same time. 
Um, and I'll have a tiebreaker if it's tied at the end. The name of the game is, uh, why am I even telling you this? We play this all the time. It's the game that's sweeping America. It's called a San Francisco treat where I describe <laughs> a plot of a movie. You tell me if it's a movie set in San Francisco or a movie starring treat Williams. <laughs> Who? It's <laughs> a good start. <laughs> <laughs> and by starring, I mean it's, it's, he's in the credits. Bree has to Google Treat Williams. Everwood was your generation, right? Everest? Everwood? Oh, I thought you said Everest. He named his son Ephraim. I don't think he was in Everest, and he was not. Chris Pratt was in that TV show as a real jerk. I don't know who this is. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> you got a 50-50 shot on all of these. And you're not saying the name of the movie, correct? You are explaining, explaining, He's the, explaining plot. the plot. I'm trying to I'm more just trying to think of San Francisco movies. I can think of a two. I can't think of one. Was the French connection? <laughs> no, famously no. I can think of one. It's in France. Oh no, damn. <laughs> oh, pick a number between one and twelve. I have 20. twelve of them. Uh, let's start with Brie, because I don't—I I didn't appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> you said one through twelve. One through twelve. Let's do six. Uh, and I'm—I'm I'm using a, uh, a a vagified version of an IMDb plot description. That's oh. what I'm doing for these, uh, and really just like the the one sentence on IMDb. So I guess that's more of just like a—I don't know—like a, I can't a, think like a of log. Think Treat Williams has for movies. <laughs> well, you have to. Um, a fragile piece is threatened. Between two species. Oh, I got it. God damn it. All right. Ready? Yep. Three, two, one. Treat. Fuck. <laughs> Joking. Um, I just noticed Vaz is against me, so. Vaz voted San Francisco. I want to guess the It movie. is a San Francisco movie. You don't get any bonus points, but it's. Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Technically, it's Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Jerk off motion. It was San Francisco? Yeah, yeah the monkeys very, are on the, the bridge. All their commercials were like apes on the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, I didn't watch it. Yeah, The trailers? The commercials? Uh, Probably not. <laughs> Pick a number between one and 12. One. Good. Okay. <laughs> a man takes on a case that involves him with three eccentric criminals and a gorgeous liar. Three, two, one, tree. I guess it's my shoot for this one. <laughs> Um, that is a San Francisco movie. (laughs) And, um, as the three eccentric criminals and gorgeous liar and this man played by Humphrey Bogart search for the the most famous MacGuffin in cinema history, the Maltese Falcon. Well, that's embarrassing. You have a Maltese Falcon in your house. (laughs) I thought it was Maverick with, uh, Mel Gibson. (laughs) You're thinking of Tom Cruise. Um, damn. Everyone's got one point. Vaz, pick a number. Uh, three. <clears throat> In this sequel, the main character has to rescue characters from the first film, along with her reluctant partner. Three, two, one, tree! Bree's the only one that gets no! points. Oh. It's a treat Williams picture. <laughs> Do you know what it is? No. I thought I Miss Congeniality 2. Oh, oh okay. I, oh, I'm going to save I'm going to save my guess cuz I recently just thought of a new San Francisco I movie. I think I know what you're thinking of. That includes lost things. <laughs> and back to brief for a number, I think. Yes. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Uh 8. 
This movie takes place over about 15 years and is about a few characters, including people who work at a newspaper. I guess including Treat Williams. <laughs> including <laughs> Treat Williams playing himself. No. Um, all right. Three, two, one. Treat. You all got this one. It's a San Francisco movie. Is it Citizen Kane? No. It's Boyhood. <laughs> it's boy, is it Boyhood? Uh, Zodiac. Oh. <laughs> I feel like there should have been a murder. Which takes place all over California, but I feel like they work have. at the San Francisco the Chronicle. And since it came, because it takes place over like 50 years. I, and mostly in New York. And, and yeah, no, no mention of a serial killer in that uh, synopsis. Kind of weird. Then give it away. Yeah. Sam, so, pick a number. Uh, two. <laughs> okay. A lesser known superhero starring in a superhero movie. Um, I can't tell you where it takes place, <laughs> but they need to thwart a wealthy criminal genius from obtaining three magic skulls. That's specific enough for you. It is, but I don't know this movie. All right. Three, two, one, treat. Sam gets the points Man, on this. Nice. This treat Williams movie. Which is, of course, the Phantom, <laughs> the Billy Zane vehicle, uh, um, which came out in 1996. I guess got him pre, Titanic. Pre Titanic. I was gonna say not even the not even the Billy Zane heat check movie. Just um, I've never seen the Phantom. People say it's actually good. That movie came out on my birthday in 1996. Oh, oh. nice! When Did you, you turned three to see it. <laughs> yep. Did you go to see it for your birthday? No. <laughs> Voss, pick a number four. Four. Okay. This movie stars someone we've already talked about tonight and begins with the main character in a one city, but then has to use a helicopter to get to another city to rescue his daughter. Oh. Three, two, one. Treat! Uh, Vaz and Bree get the points on this one. San Andreas? It is San Andreas. Like, I can't be like I was two trying to cities in California. <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to think of uh, helicopter movies, and I got confused. You were thinking Black Hawk Down? I was thinking Taken. <laughs> I thought no, actually, there's no helicopter in that. No, I'm sorry. I was thinking Taken because the daughter. Mm. There's a daughter, yeah. And I was thinking, I was actually thinking something else, but I think that is a, I think it was, I think it was another movie that I thought might be San Francisco that I was fighting back and forth between, but I think that one is in San Francisco. I don't want to mention it. Fun fact about Taken is one of the few movies with daughters in it. <laughs> uh, the other one being uh, Blockers. Uh, of mm. course. Mm. Famous. After six questions, uh, Sam and Vaz both have three. Brie has four. Mm. Yep. Cool. Um, so in that case, you pick a number. Uh, Twelve. A man leaves the family ranch in Oklahoma and heads to a big city <laughs> where he's rapidly embraced by a youth group. A group of youths, not like a specifically oh, like a like, like a religious. Uh, yeah, not necessarily <laughs> religious. OK. All right. Three, two, one. Sh uh, treat. I must said shoot. <laughs> you all picked Treat Williams. You all got a point for Hooray. the 1979 Hair. Ooh, <laughs> look at that. Sam, pick a number. Three still available? I don't think so. No, we used it. I'm going to go with 11. Okay. I'm mostly picking numbers that I know are available. 
we were supposed to. Yep. I, I forgot, though. A former Prohibition-era gangster returns to his former home to once again confront the ghosts and regrets of his old life. Three, two, one, treat! Vaz and Sam get the points on this oh. treat Williams picture. Of course, the first person you think of when you think of Once Upon a Time in America. I, uh, Sergio Leone. I, I just assumed uh, there wasn't a lot of uh, there wasn't a lot of gangsters in the movies that take place in San Francisco. So. He is fourth build on IMDb. So yeah, good for you. For me, it's mostly Woods and De Niro and Sergio Leone. But you know. I have not known any of these Treat Williams movies so far. <laughs> I haven't seen, maybe I've seen Miss Congeniality 2, but I haven't seen any of them. I've seen Once Upon a Time in America. Mm-hmm. Was it good? Not really. Never che- <laughs> okay. I was like, I've never checked I it out. But people love it, but like, like, I, like I said, I know those people are involved with it. I wouldn't have known Tree Williams was. All right, then back around to five, or? five baby. Okay. Number five, or you have five? That, no? uh, both, actually. <laughs> Yeah, I think we're all tied now. Uh, a young woman discovers a secret about her, uh, where she comes from, and um, then has to, there, this one also has makeover um, montages. Three, two, one, treat. Uh, yeah, you all get points. <laughs> it's the Princess Diaries. It is the Princess Diaries. <laughs> That's the one I was hoping for. That one's in San Francisco. <laughs> Yeah, Kay said I had to put that one on there. <laughs> she did that one for me. Yep. I'm guessing. I'm guess. Uh, I'll leave it for the end. What? No, there's one in my head that just. There's no way it's gonna be. Anywhere. Okay, I guess we'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, Bree, pick a number. Uh, what number left? I don't know. We what have six. No, uh, we have seven. I think seven, nine, ten, maybe. Well, let's just do ten. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. This was a reboot of sorts for a long-running but not always connected series starring the same character. Three, two, one, treat. Uh, Vaz and Bree get points. That one was one of the vaguer ones, but do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Rocky is not. Something like that. Stars a real big guy. I was thinking it was a James Bond movie, which is why I picked two. I don't know Almost why Almost a lot of people die in it. I don't know why I would have <laughs> just guessed. Just like Treat, uh, Jurassic World. <laughs> uh, the 2015 Godzilla, which has uh, a, which has a climax sense. in the uh, in San Francisco. So Vaz and Bree are head by one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ugh. I got to so sweep Va- the next two. Vaz for and Bree both have six. Yeah, seven. I have five. I have seven. Oh, I have six. Both have seven. Have you seven. have okay. Vaz and Bree have seven. Sam has six. Going into the final two questions, oh, got sweep them both. Where anything can happen. <laughs> uh, should I just pick one? Yeah. Okay. I have the song. That's okay. This is my pick. It is my pick. I forgot. Um, a parent comes up with an unusual plot to spend more time with their children. Three, two, one, treat. Bree gets a point. Oh. It's a San Francisco movie starring Treat Williams. Robin, <laughs> starring Robin Williams. Oh, it's Mrs. Uh. Downfire. That is. I actually like. I'm only looking at the page now, so I scroll down and be like. 
Is Trey Williams in this? <laughs> I mean, just making sure. It's around the time that maybe yeah. he was in Mrs. Dadfire, but I don't think so. And it is set in San Francisco. Pierce Brosnan's like the only other person I can think of in that movie besides like the family. Sally yeah. Field? Sally so, like, right, the, yeah. Besides the family. Oh, besides sorry. the family. I did oh. add that after you started saying Sally Field. But yeah. All right. Bree has eight. Vaz has seven. Sam has six. But if there's a tie, then we can also do a tiebreaker. We're going to sudden death. We we'll can kill each other. Oh, never mind. And I was gonna say, we win. I was going to say, we could do my tiebreaker, but they already know it's a San Fran movie, so that wouldn't work so well. Uh, a young child becomes more of a young adult and learns how to deal with their feelings. I got it. Three, two, one, cheat, T- treat, cheat, cheat. <laughs> I did cheat. I looked at it's what Boss said and then I stopped. It's the treat. Um, I did assume when Boss, yeah, everyone yeah. voted for the same thing, so the yeah. scores will stay the same. Yeah. It is indeed a San Francisco film. Is it Shazam? No. Oh, okay. uh, I assumed when Boz knew what it was that he would know it was in San Francisco and not be like, oh, yeah, Treat Williams is in that movie. Fair enough. It's Inside Out. Oh, yep, 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 yep. That's in San Fran? That's in San Fran? I don't think I remember that. I know they moved from Canada because she uh, likes hockey. Oh, so I want to guess the movie that Holty's been thinking of? Yeah. Is it Homeward Bound 2? (laughs) Lost in San Francisco? Lost in San Francisco. I did say the characters were lost in So, yeah, it's the subtitle of that movie. Uh, So, Brie wins, (laughs) then Vaz, then Sam. Good job, That's probably, probably because I put a lot of I put a lot of eggs. Speaking of Sally Field, I put a lot of eggs in the Homeward Bound basket. Uh, the the ratio was eight San Francisco movies and four Treat Williams. Um, the tiebreaker. I had a couple in mind. One was going to be what is the stand-in name for San Francisco in the GTA games? Oh, uh, I know it. Oh no, San Fierro. Mm-hmm. It's in San Andreas. Yeah, yes. Yeah. San Andreas is like the is it California? I think they say it's the county. Yeah, or the state. Because they also have Las Venturas, which is Vegas. But they yeah. say that's. I don't think that's. Yeah. You get it. You get it. I get it. <laughs> and the the other tiebreaker I had was th- in this movie, a man goes on a trip to a city and takes a boat to an island, but then ends up going to another island where he has a surprisingly good time. And uh, the Isle of Dr. Moreau. <laughs> so three, two, one, treat. What do you guys think? The uh, yeah, one of the islands is Alcatraz, so I'm putting one up there. It is indeed a San Francisco it's... Uh, story, but it's not a movie that happened to me. <laughs> 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 and uh, Angel Island, pretty cool. <laughs> we liked Alcatraz a lot, and obviously yeah. like Alcatraz, but then yeah. for another thing that's like, all the tickets that were just to Alcatraz for the day sold out, but then there's like we've got this other park that the National Park Service like you can go do if you get this ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had to get that ticket. So we went to Angel Island, and it was it's like the Ellis Island of the West Coast, huh. and so it's where all like Asian yeah. families came in, and uh, it's pretty dope. So highly recommend if you go there. It has like <laughs> the best views of Golden Gate Bridge too. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay, we should end the podcast so we can just. Oh yeah, true. We're podcast gonna- done. Uh, you can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, Podcast, Podbeans, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, iTunes. You can email Noah at late to the movies at gmail.com. You can find our Instagram at late to the movies underscore podcast. We put up a fun poster every week. I still have to figure out how to do the Citizen Kane one. That's coming soon. Um, by the time you listen to this, it'll definitely be up for sure. Um, uh, aside from that, thanks, you know, for listening. Thanks for being on. Vaz, Bree, Sam. 
Thank you. Goodbye. You were As very, always, surprisingly good swimmer. You were you were very apt podcast. I <laughs> <laughs> old building alone. <laughs> <laughs> old podcast alone. <laughs> <laughs> that's in this movie. Another right? movie. No, that's in this one. <laughs> <laughs> he says it to Ernest Klein at the beginning of the yeah. movie. Oh, that's, wait, so <laughs> that's the that's, guy who wrote Ready Player One. I think that's what was fucking me up. What is his name? It's Ulster Gavin Ulster or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Gavin Ulster. Yeah, I, I think. think I accidentally got brainwashed by the, that shitty dude that wrote Ready Player it's One. All <laughs> Yeah, it's it's over.